0: Hey everyone, welcome to Hope for Our Times. Hey, listen, before we get going, I want to update you uh, to something. On September 27th, Sunday at 4 p.m. in the afternoon uh, Pacific time, 7 o'clock in the evening on the east coast of the United States, and wherever else you are in the world, uh, the time frame that fits with that 4 o'clock Pacific time, I'm going to do a prophecy update. And uh, listen, it's going to be on the Great Reset. With that, this is what I'm going to deal with. Why the riots are really happening and the current fire situation. We're going to be looking at those things. What's really going on behind those things? We're also going to look at climate change and climate change laws that are coming And then we're going to be looking that evening at the great reset of the economy and the wealth transfer that I'm going to show you that is coming because we are headed into a new world order. Uh, Listen, but before we get to September 27th, I'm going to give you a, a short update right now. And we're going to talk a little bit about the climate change alarmists and the laws that are coming. And believe me, these laws are going to be much more restrictive than what we have faced so far with uh, coronavirus. Uh, and I also believe this, that what's happened with coronavirus and many of the regulations and laws and things that have been implemented. Uh, um, uh, listen, it was all preparation for what is still coming. That new world order is coming and the global government is coming. And not only that, Uh, Listen, as I think of these things being preparation for what's coming, this is what I want to do over the next few minutes. I am going to connect the dots on with some things that are being said right now publicly as coronavirus is coming to an end. And if you think that people will not submit to the laws that are coming through through uh, climate change. Listen, think back several months, December of 2019. Would you ever think that 90 percent of the people would uh, would willfully wear a mask? Even when you look at the COVID numbers from the CDC and you realize, wow, uh, tuberculosis is worse. Pneumonia is worse. You start looking at these things. It's got, you got to ask the question, what in the world is really going on? Did you think that people would willingly surrender their freedoms, that churches would stop meeting? And on down the list, if you go back to just December of 2019, now think of this. If you don't think they'll submit to the climate laws, you've got another thing coming. This is what the Bible says, Romans chapter one, God speaking, because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God. Nor were they thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Listen to this, professing to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man and birds and four-footed animals and creeping things. So God says, listen, they're going to think they're wise. The people who are leading the world are going to think they're wise. And God's going to say, I'm going to prove that they are fools. They're going to exchange the glory of God for these, these things that are created, and then it goes further. Therefore, God also gave them unto uncleanness, up to uncleanness, excuse me, in the lust of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves. And listen to this, verse 25 of Romans chapter one, who exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason, God gave them up to vile passions. You look at this and worship in the creation rather than the creator. Listen, this is mother nature. This is what is going to uh, bring upon climate laws to this planet, and they're way more restrictive than the coronavirus regulations have been. So what's the rhetoric we're hearing now as coronavirus is winding down? We're here, be ready for a second wave of it. However, that doesn't have a lot of teeth. So what's really happening is the shift towards the climate. Here's this article, Trump blames wildfires on poor forest management, while Biden focuses on climate change. Now, if you've lived in California, you know poor forest management has been the issue for decades in California. Hence, we have fires out here every single year because of it. But what's the rhetoric? It's not poor forest management. It is climate change, according to Biden. But Barack Obama also got involved in this, and he... This article says Barack Obama appears to have taken his deputy Rahm Emanuel's advice to heart. This is a quote. You never want a serious crisis to go to waste. On Wednesday, Obama, this be last Wednesday, rushed to blame climate change for the wildfires ravaging the West Coast, insisting that Californian lives depend on Joe Biden beating Donald Trump in November. If we don't vote for Trump, if we don't vote for Biden, says says Obama. It's the end of California. I say just uh, it's the end of California as we know it. We're going to have a much better California if Biden doesn't win. And I look at this and say okay, it's climate change, right? And then there's this. Is this doomsday? Biden says wildfires show Trump doesn't deserve reelection. And he calls Trump a climate arsonist. If you give a climate arsonist, four more years in the White House. Why would anyone be surprised if we have more of America ablaze, Biden said. We need a president who respects science, who understands that the damage from climate change is already here. And unless we take urgent action, it'll soon be more catastrophic. Listen, the rhetoric that is coming now is preparation for these climate laws. And I'm going to show you what they are in just a second. And then, there's this. A professor at Oregon State University, Susan Shaw, in a Baptist news op-ed asserts the intensity and scope of the current wildfires in Oregon are the result of climate change or global warming. And Then she claims that white Christians deny climate change while the West burns. So we're watching the blame. It's the Christian fault, especially the white Christian fault. It is climate change. We got to get control of this whole thing. Uh, And listen, this just goes on down this list. I'm going to share with you a couple of things from my book. Listen, I wrote this book in 2016. It was published in 2016 for the first time and in it I have a very large section on climate change and climate change laws. It has never been more relevant than it is right now. I quoted from Pope Francis back in 2015 and listen, this is the quote. In June of 2015, Pope Francis he issued his encyclical on climate change. You've probably heard about that. Think, that was five years ago and man are we seeing the effects of this now. It called for global entities to wrest control from local governments, international negotiations, he wrote, this is a quote, cannot make significant progress due to positions taken by countries which place their national interest above the common good. In other words, even before President uh, Trump was elected president, they're already saying there can't be anything like a make America great again. It can't be about the national interest. It's got to be about the common global good. But then he continues. This gets much more alarming. He explained, again, a quote, there's urgent need of a true world political authority. You get that? One authoritative source of oversight and coordination, which lays down rules for admissible conduct in the light of the common good. One global authority for the good of everybody else. But even he said uh, he called uh, pope francis called on the world to enact climate change laws in a godlike Manner In democracies, changes of government come from the will of the people. He is therefore, Pope, uh, Pope Francis is therefore calling for the subjugation of the people's will to that of, get this, an elite few who write unalterable laws. Does this sound like sound like Bible prophecy about ready to be fulfilled? Again, this is five years ago, and I've been telling you since coronavirus was first promoted to the public that what's going to come out of this, they're going to go, oh, we have something much worse that's coming. It's going to be climate change and we need to deal with it. But so this continues again. This is five years ago. He continues. Uh, Pope Francis wants to create a world where climate policies cannot be changed as a result of free elections. That means he wants a global government that's responsive only to a few elites. So again, we see the pattern, make the power global, coalesce that power into the hands of the few. And Then I write in there, one of the cleverest means of creating global government is to create trade agreements that establish their own governmental authorities. Now back then I was talking about the TPP, the Trans-Pacific Partnership. Uh, Trump all, all but uh, uh, killed it. Uh, basically the TPP, Trans-Pacific Partnership, when Trump got elected, he put that to sleep. But I I believe is going to be resurrected, maybe with a different name, but it is going to be resurrected one way or another. So think of this. TPP created the Trans-Pacific Partnership. Listen to this. It created a new governmental entity called the Trans-Pacific Partnership Commission, or just the Commission. Then you enter into it, Agenda 2030, and you find out, oh, what problems are coming. The TPP has all sorts of features, listen to this part, that have nothing to do with trade. It has provisions on immigration, wealth redistribution, education, human rights, including children's rights, uh, which puts uh, its reach, the commission's reach, think of that name, the commission, into every single home. Uh, Gay rights, same-sex marriage, gun control, health care, women's reproductive rights, abortion, and sustainable government. The TPP Commission has the authority to protect, among other things, get this, Fish, seals, trees, and wetlands. That means it controls the water and the land. It has the authority to stop all kinds of land and water pollution. It sounds great until you realize that pollution is awfully simply a matter of opinion. The Commission has the right to tell people, get this, where they can and cannot live and where they can and cannot work. Listen, massive change is coming. And it's coming very, very fast. We've seen it, especially here in 2019 and it all fit, uh, 2020. Back in 2019, things we thought were moving fast. Here we are in 2020 and you look and you go, wow how fast things are, trans, uh, are transforming and it all fits perfectly with Bible prophecy. And just think this, this is, uh, this is what I wrote about back in 2016 in my book, America in the New World Order. Listen, if you have a Bible, you can tell which direction things are going. That's what makes this so relevant. Think of this regarding Agenda 2030, And then I'll wrap it up here. The Agenda 2030 for sustainable uh, government uh, was back in uh, September of 2015. Uh, The 193 member states of the U.N. unanimously passed the agenda 2030 for sustainable development. The U.N. describes, get this, the 2030 agenda in utopian terms, of course, a New World Order. This is why people are buying into it. This is why people are saying, hey, everything is okay. Just go along with what we're told. Don't pay attention to the actual numbers that the CDC reports. Just listen to what the news sources, the talking heads are telling us. Listen, look at the truth. Listen." UN describes the Agenda 2030 in utopian terms. We're going to have a better world. Everything's going to be good. Just do as we say. We are determined, this is a quote, for the Agenda 2030, to take the bold and transformative steps which are urgently needed to shift the world onto a sustainable and resilient path. As we embark on this collective journey, we pledge that no one will be left behind. <laughs> no one will be left behind. That really means this, and we're starting to see it now. It means nobody will be able to be uh, will be able to opt out of what is coming, folks. We're already we're already prepared for it. We're already conditioned for it for all of these things that are coming with the climate change laws. And listen, these laws are going to be very restrictive and very oppressive. But what God say in Romans chapter one, they exchange the truth for the lie. They worship the creation rather than the creator. So instead of following God and his laws, we will be subject to the laws that are created by climate change uh, pundits who are telling us this is the way it's going to be. Listen, everything is happening exactly as the Bible tells it's going to. I can't encourage you enough to be ready. You need to ask Christ to forgive you of your sins. You need to repent of your sins and surrender to Christ if you haven't already. Listen, this stuff is coming down the pipe. It's coming down exactly as the Bible said it would. You look at all of the different events and the nations that are lined up exactly as the Bible said they would 2,000 years ago, 2,500 years ago, uh, 3,000 years ago, 3,500 years ago, the Bible told us what the world would look like in the last days just before Christ returns. Folks, we're living in it. I can't encourage you enough to be ready. Listen again, September 27th, I want to encourage you live 4 p.m. Pacific Time. I'm going to do a prophecy update, The Great Reset. I want you to be informed. Tell your friends, watch it live with me looking forward to that. But in the meantime, make sure that you're ready. Oh, by the way, one last thing I want to encourage you, please subscribe to this channel if you haven't yet. Listen, the more people that subscribe and the more people that share, uh, the, the more people that this these messages will just uh, end up on other people's YouTubes or their Facebooks. So I ask you to go for that, please. We got to get the message out. Until next time, God bless. Thanks for listening and being a part of this week's podcast.